This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to the Danny Mac Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. It is the Danny Mac Podcast on the Bet Rivers Podcast Network, which is spearheaded by the one and only Baby Capone, the pride and joy of Bradley University's radio and television department, the one and only Adam Delavitt. Once stout and powerful, now a little bit more narrow through the hips, but he still hits a golf ball a long way. Those of you who are planning to get out, on the golf courses this weekend. I envy you, but I don't. Uh, if you're playing a, a municipal course that doesn't spend a ton of money on maintenance, the dry weather we have had this spring has been almost record setting. It's fourth, the fourth driest May in Chicago history. And when I got out recently, it was last week, middle of the week on Wednesday. And again, I was playing a, a, a local golf course that does not have a sterling reputation when it comes to maintenance of the greens. You couldn't fly the green. And I was just happy I was hitting the ball relatively comfortably without too much pain. I'm battling triple hernias right now and uh, didn't overextend, didn't swing too hard too often. And uh, But getting some more range of motion and strength after a brachial plexus failure uh, 18 months or so ago. But when you fly the ball with an eight iron, 165 yards, and it has a normal launch angle, if you will, new golf term. Uh, no, it's not a new golf term. And uh, you fly it 10 feet in front of the stick. You should be putting. You, you that's That should be a putt. The green should hold that. And you can't play it that way where I was. So hopefully a little bit of rain in our short-term future. Uh, I'm not going to break into Orion Samuelson, the former WGN agriculture expert, and talk about what this means to farmers. You know what it means. It's, it's tough to grow food uh, crops when, uh, when it's dry and it's tough to stick the green from 165 yards. Among the things I am being grateful for today and I wanted to have a baby girl years ago when I was in the making a family mode, that part of my life, I was hoping for a girl. Uh, after our first son, Van, was born in 1991, during, by the way, the NHL's All-Star Game at the stadium, that was the Gulf War anthem in the 42nd annual NHL All-Star Game. We have a son and uh, lucky enough to have a child almost three years later, also a son, and then uh, close to being Irish twins, 14 month after, months after Patrick was born, my third son, Jack, was born. And, uh, you know, they are different. They're so different and yet so similar. We have so many connections I'm grateful for as they are now in their late 20s in the cases of Patrick and Jack. Patrick will be 30 in the fall. 
Uh, Van32, we have so many common interests, they still spend a lot of time with me. But among the things I do not have to do with a teenage daughter this weekend is overpay for a Taylor Swift concert ticket at Soldier Field. This is astounding what ticket prices have gone to in recent years. And I've been victimized by overspending. If you like popular acts and Taylor Swift is the most popular concert in America today, you have to go secondary market unless you have a connection to the promoter or, you know, in an era gone by a radio station with an affiliation you don't have access to a reasonably priced ticket. And a friend of mine for 20-some years uh, from the newspaper business is a te- has a teenage daughter, and he spent 2500 for the two of them to sit behind the stage with obstructed view. And he considered himself lucky to get out of there for 1250 a pop. That's as much as I've ever spent on a concert ticket and sporting event. I, I, I spent the same 1200 bucks for a Rolling Stones ticket in 2013 at the United Center just a couple of nights after seeing the Blackhawks beat the Bruins in the Stanley Cup final. That was a good week for the uh, good old big barn, the Madhouse on Madison. I'm sorry. That's what we called the building across the street at 1800 years ago, but I overpaid for the Stones in 13 because I justified it, 1,200 the seats, uh, real good seats. Mick Taylor was on the tour. Good reason to overpay. But I paid for the clincher in Houston with the White Sox just to have it out of the way and be able to relax. We went into a store, actually. Uh, It wasn't StubHub, but it was a StubHub-like store. You know there are a million secondary market, excuse me, places where you can go to get tickets for big sporting events, concerts, whatever. Um, the ESPN 25th anniversary party was getting some action on a secondary market site or two. Tickets hard to get to that event at the House of Blues. So I just wanted to be done with it after my show concluded at 6 o'clock and be able to relax. So I stood in line for a little bit, and rather than go out on the streets and find a scalper and risk buying a counterfeit ticket, which is happening in Chicagoland this weekend for Taylor Swift. I decided to plunk down my wife, Sherry and I I spent 1200 each for those tickets. And today that seems like nothing at the time, 2,400 bucks for a baseball game. Sox were leading the series three to nothing. It was a great game. One to nothing finish. Uh, got to watch the last half an inning in the White Sox radio booth with John Rooney, and he laid my line on me, pull up a chair to put the headphones on when the late Ed Farmer had gone downstairs to get White Sox immediate reaction if Bobby Jenks finished the Astros in the ninth inning, which he did. And um, I, I would I pay it again? Would Is there any event out there now? Different scenario. I was a 44-year-old man when the Sox won won the World Series on October 26th of 05. 05. O is a letter. Zero is a number. Thank you, Barbara Mayer and Nancy Carlson, mentors many years ago. I I don't go to as many sporting events. I don't suspect even a game seven if the Blackhawks, Connor Bedard countdown, uh, the draft is only 26 days away. Uh, he's the number one pick the Hawks are going to get who's going to turn the franchise around in no time if some fans have, you know, think 
<laughs> think that's coming. That's funny. When you consider Kane and Taves played together as rookies, the two of them, and they didn't get into the playoffs. I, I don't go to as many things. Not It doesn't mean as much as we get older. What would I pay? The most I think I would pay for is if you could get Led Zeppelin to get back together with Jason Bonham, the son of the late John Bonham, whose birthday posthumously was two days ago on the 31st of May. They did one show together in 07 in London's O2 Arena. Uh, and that was O2 Arena, not 02. Um, and uh, tickets, there was a lottery, and several million people tried to get into the lottery for tickets globally. I was not among them. I wasn't something I was going to do, go abroad to see Led Zeppelin. It, you know, if they would have come to the States, I already was thinking about how much how much I would pay to see Page and Plant one more time because I did see them perform together. Didn't see Led Zeppelin. Um, had a, uh, a Babe Ruth baseball tournament in the way in 77, their legendary tour, which played Chicago Stadium. I would have paid more than 1200 I, I would have paid it. And now at the time, I had FU money. Zero uh, seven was a very good year. So I probably, and my, my date would have been my youngest son, who's a drummer and a rock and roll enthusiast. Thank you, rock band and guitar hero, for passing along the greatest music ever made to uh, the millennial generation and those even younger than millennials. I didn't play video games. A lot of guys my age weren't really that into video games. But because of those entertainment options, the greatest music ever made got promoted. Jack would have loved to have seen Led Zeppelin. Zero seven, he's only 13. It's right around the time he started playing the drums. And while he wouldn't have grasped the gravity of the importance of John Bonham, his son, uh, he, it still would have been a great, he'd appreciate it now that he's 28. So I'm going to be 28. So that's uh, going to be 29. <laughs> Sorry. So many kids, so many birthdays, yet no daughters dragging me to Taylor Swift. My buddy, Teddy G, former Tribune scribe, used to have the greatest gig in the world, college football and the PGA Tour and occasionally a little baseball assignment teddy g taking his daughter i believe he's going saturday night and once the sun goes down it'll be cool at soldier field it's cooler near the lake of course you've heard that before but it was 90 plus yesterday and the humidity is it, it dropped after we had a little bit of a shower in northwest indiana yesterday but standing in line for merchandise for example is going to be just a colossal pain in the ass and if you don't like the music you're in for an even more torturous experience for a very high price. I I wouldn't know Taylor Swift if she walked in my bedroom right now, my second floor, our second floor office <laughs> here in the gated trailer park. I wouldn't. I think I might know what she looks like. I don't know her music other than the songs that are on the radio. I don't dislike her or like her. I have no opinion necessarily. Uh, I know she's the number one act in America right now. Beyonce is right behind her for concert uh, ticket prices. And uh, I saw a real cheap seat tonight for 800 bucks. And I saw bad seats for as high as 3500 at Soldier Field on StubHub for tonight's show. Um, number three right now, concert ticket-wise, Bruce Springsteen. Um, 
And like Taylor Swift, he plays for three hours. When that's the measuring stick for how good a performer is live, I have to bail. I have to say timeout. Don't confuse activity with accomplishment. A quote I once attributed to former Alabama head coach Gene Stallings, erroneously, it was somebody much more famous. I can't remember who. It's a great great line, though, isn't it? Oh, he's been doing it for 10 years. He'll do it for three hours. Don't confuse activity with accomplishment. And in the case of Bruce Springsteen, there are political commentaries between his songs. You want to write a song that's anti-government, which was what Born in the USA was in 1984. Very few people recognized it. And I was among them who didn't infer what his implication was with that song. I foolishly played it uh, when the U.S. Uh, Olympic volleyball team won a gold medal in Los Angeles. I was working in a, in a nightclub, a bar slash dance club, college kids and townies at Ball State. And we were watching, I think it was volleyball, we were watching the, the gold medal game, and the Americans won. Maybe it was gymnastics. And so what do I do? I slap on the video for Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA because I mistakenly thought it was a pro-American song. It, it wasn't. But that's where the political commentaries should be in song. Don't talk to me about it. I can watch MSNBC. I can watch Fox News if I want strong political takes. I don't at a concert unless you want to put it in song because that's why I'm there. Taylor Swift, those of you who are being dragged to it this weekend, my sympathies. I didn't have to drag my youngest son to, and he's the only real music lover when it comes to concerts. Patrick loves music, but his autism precludes him going to those events because of the decibel levels. Van is kind of my oldest, kind of lukewarm about music. Jack and I first saw ACDC. That was his first show. And uh, a buddy who ran the ticket office, um, my guy Pat at Allstate Arena, set us up in the second row. We could have high-fived frontman Brian Johnson as he walked by us because we were on the aisle. When he goes out to the extended stage, we turn and we're front row looking right up at uh, Bon Scott's successor. Those were free tickets. When I first saw the Rolling Stones, I paid 12 bucks. That's on the Some Girls Tour in 1978. That's not a bad price to pay for the, what would become the greatest touring act. Already was, but I'm saying now in history, at the time they were, because they, they, they loved the road and committed a ton of their time in their career to touring. Uh, the Beatles did not tour very often in their glorious eight-year existence. So what would I pay for a sporting event today? What would you be willing to pay? Have you thought about that? If you are an ardent Bulls fan who didn't get to live the 90s, would you go as high as 1500 for an NBA Finals game? And and that's I'm guessing those would be around the – I use that number because those would be bad seats, I'm guessing. And when I think I paid 325 bucks in 05 to see the White Sox six rows behind the plate with scout seats. That includes a, a buffet in Pharaoh's tent, as my buddy JJ referred to it prime rib being sliced right off the bone from a chef, fresh salads and pastas and top shelf liquor, $325 in zero five. That was face. 
Today, the face would be three grand, I'm guessing. I, I would have to think markups have changed that radically. Don't have to worry about that this year on either side of town because both baseball teams are well below 500 and well off the pace in their divisions. And I'm going to get to baseball in just a few minutes. But final thought on the Taylor Swift weekend in Chicago. Hats off to you. Those of you who have to go, I'm glad I'm not among you. If Zeppelin comes back together, uh, I'll I'll see if I've got enough change in the sofa cushions to afford the $2,500 I once was willing to pay for a ticket. Jack's a grown man who's got a union card. He's working. He can come up with his $2,500 to go with me. I have baseball and I have NBA and NHL for you. Danny's bag is bursting going into this weekend. I'm Dan McNeil, and you're listening to the Danny Mac Podcast on the Bet Rivers Podcast Network. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe if you've not done so already. You can do it anywhere you get your podcast and tell a friend. The Macker isn't done sharing his deep sports thoughts with you. You can find me twice a week. Typically on Monday late mornings we drop, and then again later in the week on Thursday. I'm Dan McNeil, and I am not finished saying things about stuff. Today is Lou Gehrig Day around Major League Baseball, the legendary Yankees star who never came off the field and held the record until Cal Ripken broke it for consecutive games play. Passed away in 1941, so everywhere around baseball today, uh, as the White Sox and Cubs go back to work following a light schedule on Thursday, they will be acknowledging ALS awareness and research. And I think everybody is aware of it, but more more money obviously needs to go to it because Lou Gehrig's disease, ALS, which attacks the central nervous system and causes paralysis, as you know, of everything but your mind, that includes the ability to speak and at some point the ability to wink to communicate. One wink for yes, two for no. Uh, become something they're unable to do. It's a torturous disease, and uh, it is unbeaten. And uh, I, uh, I, I'm affected by it personally right now because Steve McMichael, the former Chicago Bear, who had 95 career sacks and was more known for his antics as a clown off the field, professional wrestler, uh, resident vulgarian with Mark Gian Greco on Channel 5, years ago on Sunday nights and he guy who appeared on the radio for a number of years. And that's when I got, that's how I got to know Steve a lot better. I was afraid of the son of a bitch when he was a player. I've seen recent pictures of him and uh, it, it is just a reminder of how, how brutally unfair and inhumane that disease is. And so Lou Gehrig day today around major league baseball. If you've not seen the movie pride of the Yankees, which is the Lou Gehrig story featuring Gary Cooper as the lead, Lou Gehrig, um, you should. It's it's dated and many things. You'll know what some of it is, how sports writers covered the players' asses. They traveled with the team. And don't you dare write about how liquored up Babe Ruth gets or how much of a prick he was in the Yankees clubhouse, or in this case, on a train. But Garrick meets his wife in Chicago. She is, uh, she's the daughter of a very successful, wealthy Chicago businessman. And the story of his parents who came to America uh, working very hard, his mother as a cook at Columbia University, 
and uh, how Lou chose baseball over becoming like his uncle Otto, uh, an engineer. It's, it's a good story. It's a very warm and fuzzy story. And it's also a very tragic story. So if you like baseball movies and you can't stomach Moneyball anymore, anymore because the A's are not going to the playoffs this year, like they did in Moneyball in zero two, uh, the pride of the Yankees with my strongest recommendations. The White Sox are two games below 500 at home this year. They're 22 and 35 on the season. Run differential for what it's worth, a minus 55. Meanwhile, over in Bologna. No, meanwhile, the Cubs are last in the National League Central, 24 and 31, seven games behind five, the 500 mark. They have a series starting in San Diego against the Padres tonight. Padres also are scuffling. They're four games below the 500 mark and running fourth in the National League West. The seasons press on and criticisms continue on both sides of town. People are making cases now, as they did early in the season when the Sox weren't doing so hot, not that they've turned that around, off with the head of Rick Hahn. You are hearing that now and reading it and finding it to be the vibe when you go talk baseball with buddies, whether it's on the golf course or over a burger and a beer, why is Jed Hoyer still employed by the Cubs? That's a better question to me than why the criticism is so harsh for manager David Ross. I won't tell you Ross is a good manager. I've not seen him make radical differences. He's had a very challenged roster And this year specifically, there's nothing worse than having a shit bullpen. When your bullpen can't throw strikes or can't get guys out and get tattooed, you can't win. And Ross's bullpen has been woeful. The first two in the rotation have been delightful. That's kind of a bad word to use. Have been exciting, have been dominant. I don't know if dominant is is the right way. Certainly, Marcus Stroman was on Memorial Day when he authored one of the greatest Memorial Day outings of all time with a complete game shutout victory uh, and against a good team, too. So that was very, very impressive. Uh, And Justin Steele has been a shocker as a number two. He's a 27-year-old dude. So, you know, if Kyle Hendricks can be a reasonable number three, their starting pitching can keep him around. But in this era, what is what does that get you? If you get five and two-thirds out of a guy, that's now your quality start. Expected to get to one less batter in 2023 because here comes the bullpen. One, two, three. Not a fan of it. Uh, but uh, what the Cubs have done with their run differential. I, I want to admit something today. I have overrated that statistic for the Cubs this year, and I'll tell you why. What I didn't take into consideration, and I'm all about run prevention and starters going deep into games and yielding very few runs, most importantly runs, but also earned runs. The The Cubs had a series against the Woeful Athletics this year, three games, and outscored them by more than 20 runs. That skews it as they have played now only 55 games and with just three of them 
Just three of them against the A's. Okay, that's not a colossal percentage, but it'll it'll dilute itself a little more as the season goes on, and that's what we're seeing as that number continues to drop. And they're still in green ink, um, or black ink, if you want to refer to it as an accountant or COO does. I, I, I think I've overvalued that number, and I'm going to stop overvaluing that number. I still think it's something worth noting because the great teams in baseball have great run differentials. Tampa, uh, Atlanta's, you would think, would be higher as well as the Braves have played and as, as, as dominant as Acuna has been. But, you know, the Yankees have these things, and uh, it's just <laughs> – it's uh, it, it's important, but it's not important. Like like many other statistics, RBIs to me always important. A baseball nugget from Thursday night that's bothering me. I Alex Verdugo of the Red Sox, real good player, made a great defensive play last night. Let go of his bat on a on a hard swing, and the bat sailed well over the dugout, far down the line, almost at the end of the dugout, the far end of the dugout at Fenway Park. And nobody was injured. But I was among the advocates for baseball. I was screaming for baseball to get netting years ago, and people called me a pussy. And I expected that. But it's well, you got to watch the game. People, even when they watch the game, they're not professional players. When a ball has spent, guys are going to get hit by the ball. They're going to get conked in the head. And we saw the Albert Almora incident in Houston just a few short years ago and how it changed that little girl's life. And how in hockey years, hockey, the first of all sports to to get busy with putting safety features up for for the fans after a young girl was killed at a birth her birthday party in Columbus in the early years of the Blue Jackets and I baseball finally smartened up but this was well above netting it probably it was well past where netting stops or where it at least diminishes in height and nobody was hurt I say kick his ass out of the game all of them you're responsible for holding on to your goddamn work instrument okay if it, if a construction worker drops a drill that's in his belt and it hits a, a, a kid in the head uh, whose fault is that well the kid shouldn't be near the construction site but the construction worker is expected to hang on to his goddamn tool right isn't that part of being a professional it's a safety item it shouldn't ever be in question. I don't know why baseball doesn't. You know, there there's there are giggles on occasion when a bat goes flying into the stands, and some of them are are repeat offenders. Uh, Doogie, as Alex Verdugo is referred to, uh, I didn't see him giggle. I didn't really see his reaction afterward. I saw the slow motion of how the bat people were eluding the bat. Well away from home plate. I mean, that was a toss. That I don't know if I've seen a bat thrown farther than Doogie did last night. And, of course, they just get him a new stick, and he goes back to the dish and goes about his business. I say kick him out if he can't be more responsible than that. Um, I, I, I'm about out of time. I just want to say the rest of the country that's not interested 
in the Denver Nuggets are missing uh, just another championship team that would beat your team's ass, but they're missing a very good team. And the combination of Jokic and Murray has been really terrific throughout these playoffs. They collaborated on 53 points last night. As the Nuggets took the opener over the Heat, 104 to 93. Ratings for the NBA playoffs have been terrific this year. They're they're as high as they've been in 11 years. This series likely will not help them. No Steph Curry, no LeBron, none of the other big stars. A lot of people have come to know. Jimmy Butler, the biggest star for Miami. Butler had it right last night on the record-setting night for his basketball team. What did they do to set a record? They shot two free throws on the evening. That's how many times they earned going to the charity stripe. Ollie and Hoosiers made two free throws in the regional championship game. Didn't know they grew them so small in the country. Miami shot two free throws last night, and after the game, Butler says, I think it's because we mostly took jump shots. Yes, you're correct, Jimmy. And he pointed the, fu- the thumb. He pointed not at just as teammates, and there was one in particular he could have barbecued, a DePaul kid, Jimmy Butler. We took mostly jump shots and didn't make many of them. Butler was 6 out of 14 from the floor, did not go to the free throw line, 13 points, hugely disappointing for the underdog heat last night. The dude from DePaul, Max Struz, was 0 for 9 from three-point land. He shot 10 times on the night, nine of them from beyond the arc, and he didn't make a bucket. Oh, Max Struess, your table is not ready, dude. Take a teenage girl out to see Taylor Swift this weekend as your punishment for that egregious note. Uh, Stanley Cup final game one, Vegas and Florida. Vegas is favored tonight at Bet Rivers, minus 127 on the money line. I think I'm going to take the Golden Knights in the opener of this. Get busy on my Bet Rivers account. There's money to be made. Uh, the Panthers are plus 110 on the money line. If you like the Knights to blow them out of the building, bet them to win by two or more. The total at Bet Rivers is minus one and a half, and it pays two to one. You think they can win the game three to one? Nice close three, two to one game until they get their empty netter to cover the one and a half. It pays you two to one. Enjoy gaming. Do it responsibly. Have a great weekend. Looking forward to getting back to you late next week. Uh, I'm going to take the early part of the week off. I'm heading out to Phoenix to see my little brother. Uh, Patrick's uncle, Mike, is just a a revered figure in Patrick's life. So we're going to get out to the desert and enjoy some 105, 110 degree heat. It's a dry heat. I don't mind it. The pool is shaded. We're going to have a great time. So I'll get to you later next week. Sam Michael is the executive producer of the Danny Mac podcast and Adam Delavitt. Thanks for all you do. Have a great weekend. I'm gone for a little while. See you later. Thanks for listening to the Danny Mac podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.